Hello once again listeners, welcome to the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology podcast in conversation with. I'm Hugh Thomas, the Deputy Editor. In this episode, we'll be discussing a health policy piece that appears in our June issue, discussing the landscape of public health policies related to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, or NAFLD, in the Americas. Corresponding author on the paper is Dr. Juan Pablo Arab. He's an Associate Professor of Medicine at the Catholic University of Chile School of Medicine, uh, with interests in clinical and translational research and epidemiology of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and alcohol-related liver disease. He's also the director for living donor liver transplantation uh, at his institution. Dr. Rab, thank you very much for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Hugh, for inviting me and and, uh, hello, everyone. So obviously, NAFLD has been getting a lot of attention in the past decade or so, barely need to to go over that. And of course, a lot of the research, perhaps it's fair to say, has been conducted in in Europe and, and North America, particularly. In terms of the situation in the broader Americas, uh, what's the kind of the current situation there? So uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or NAFLD represents the most common liver disease globally. And NAFLD is considered the hepatic manifestation of metabolic syndrome, obesity and type 2 diabetes mellitus. So NAFLD prevalence has been increasing due to its relation to these uh, worldwide obesity and diabetes epidemics. NAFLD affects around 25% of the general population, so one out of four people may have NAFLD. And the higher prevalence of NAFLD is found in Middle East, around 32%, and South America, around 30% prevalence. So on the other side, Africa have the lowest prevalence of NAFLD, is around 13%. And there are high risk groups, for example, up to 70% of patients with overweight and obesity have NAFLD, 65% of patients with type 2 diabetes, and 90% of morbidly obese patients. And are, there are other comorbidities associated with NAFLD, such as dyslipidemia, hypertension, or coronary artery disease. But worryingly, NAFLD prevalence could increase by up to 18% by 2030. And this is due to the sedentary lifestyles, obesity, and the increasing prevalence of type 2 diabetes globally. And NAFLD constitute the second leading cause of liver transplantation in several high-income countries, including the USA. Now, we need to know that most risk factors for NAFLD are modifiable. For example, the International Diabetes Federation states that 80% of type 2 diabetes uh, cases are preventable uh, with healthy diet and physical activity. Thus, the early identification and treatment of individual components of metabolic syndrome are critical in preventing both cardiovascular and liver-related mortality. But unfortunately, uh, the dietary patterns in the Americas, including high intake of fried foods, corn syrup, red and processed meats, refined grains, snacks, sauces, and soft drinks, promote the development and progression of NAFLD. So globally, in, uh, in the Americas, is around 30% prevalence of NAFLD. Um, when we talk about these NAFLD-related public health policies, what are the sort of things that we're talking about and uh, how are they being used to improve NAFLD and uh, related comorbidities? This is a great, a great question and probably one of the main problems or difficulties is to measure the healthcare and economic burden of NAFLD and this is due to its underdiagnosed and complex relationships with other diseases. Since several factors promote NAFLD development and its severity, 
public health policies aiming at this risk factor or the consequence of NAFLDs are key. So public health policies can start from childcare environment strategies, such as nutrition standard for food or beverage, or direct food and beverage policies strategies, such as taxes on unhealthy food, licensing restrictions, menu and calorie labeling, nutritional standards for food, and portion size restrictions. Also, messaging and marketing strategies, such as healthy food marketing and promotion or toy ban in children's restaurant meals. Another important strategies are physical activity interventions, such as street scale and community scale land use design and transportation and recreational trial networks. The school environment strategies, for example, having clear rules for food and exercise in schools, or also the healthcare environment, such as insurance coverage for weight management, counseling, pharmacotherapy, or even bariatric surgery are also needed to tackle this disease. Finally, we need to address the comorbid condition strongly related to NAFLD development and progression. For example, diabetes, obesity, dyslipidemia, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, alcohol consumption, cirrhosis and hepatocellular carcinoma. So if we tackle the risk factor and we have policies aiming the consequence of NAFLD, we can reduce the impact of the disease burden. Fantastic. Um, so moving then onto your study, how did it come about and, and how did you conduct it? So uh, this is interesting because the Americas region is characterized by key social, cultural, ethnic, and economic difference. I mean, not all the same in America uh, are the same, are very different. So these differences are reflected in different health problems on the region. Similarly, there are large differences in governance across the region. So there was no comprehensive information about public health policies on NAFLD-related conditions in the Americas. Thus, we aim to assess the presence of different public health policies on NAFLD-related conditions and scientific guidelines across 17 countries in America. We also evaluated the burden of disease related to NAFLD in terms of prevalence and mortality of chronic liver disease due to NAFLD and the incidence of NAFLD-related hepatocellular carcinoma. So for this, we constructed a questionnaire to assess the presence of public health policies for NAFLD and related condition in each country. We also assess the main healthcare specialties involving the management of patients with NAFLD, scientific guidelines, awareness, and monitoring mechanisms available in each country. The information was gathered using an electronic form and we recruited participants through the American Association for the Study of the Liver Disease and the Latin American Association for the Study of the Liver. Uh, we selected hepatologists who were actively involved in the special interest group on NAFLD. We also used available data sources, such as the World Bank Open Data Source, the uh, World Health Organization Global Information System, the Global Burden of Disease Database, and the International Registry on Organ Donation and Transplantation, all these updated to 2019 to get all this data. Great. And uh, what were your key findings then? So considering a population of more than 900 million people, we found a median prevalence of chronic liver disease due to NAFLD of 13.6%. Uh, 
the highest burden of chronic liver disease due to NAFLD was in Cuba, Ecuador, and Mexico, and the lowest burden disease was observed in Argentina, Canada, and Peru. The median mortality due to NAFLD uh, chronic liver disease was 2.5 per 100,000 inhabitants, and the mortality due to NAFLD-related chronic liver disease was highest in Mexico, Honduras, and Guatemala. The lowest mortality rates were in Paraguay, Canada, and Uruguay, and the highest incidence of NAFLD-related hepatocellular carcinoma was observed in Canada, the USA, and Honduras. In this study, none of the 17 included countries had established national public health policies to decrease NAFLD specifically. And only one country, which was Brazil, uh, so 6% of the, our sample, had public health policies to prevent cirrhosis. There was heterogeneity in the existence of public health policies to prevent NAFLD-related conditions such as diabetes, 80% of the 88% of the countries, hypertension, 82% of the countries, cardiovascular diseases, 82% of the countries, obesity, only 53% of the countries, and dyslipidemia, only 35% of the countries. So there were few efforts to monitor disease burden due to NAFLD, no registries, and also scarce effort to raise awareness in the Americas. The countries with the highest number of public health policies were Brazil, Colombia, and Mexico. However, there is a crucial lack of planning and implementation of public health policies in the Americas. And we found that even high-income countries such as the USA or Canada have no established national public health policies addressing NAFLD. This funding is concerning uh, due to the high burden of NAFLD in the region that I told you, up to 30%. So re regarding national guidelines on NAFLD and related conditions, only 35% of the countries has published national gu clinical guidelines for NAFLD, and far, four out of six with the national guidelines were those with the highest number of public policies, so Brazil, Colombia, Mexico, and Argentina. And finally, regarding management of patients with NAFLD, awareness and monitoring, the foremost, especially in charge of the diagnosis of NAFLD, were gastroenterologists and hepatologists, followed by internal medicine specialists, then diabetologists, and then primary care providers. There were notable differences in the availability of healthcare providers between countries, for example, Brazil, Chile, and Mexico have a wide range of healthcare providers to manage NAFLD, by contrast, Haiti and Honduras had only one healthcare provider to, uh, for patients with NAFLD. Moreover, only five countries, so 29% of our uh, sample, have referral algorithms for diagnosis and management of patients with NAFLD, and 13 countries performed disease donor liver transplantation in 2019 with a median disease donor uh, transplant rate of only 1.7 per million inhabitants. So countries with the highest transplantation rate were USA, Canada, Argentina, and Brazil. And notable three of, of these countries uh, without liver transplantation were available. Also were the countries with the lower number of public health policies on NAFLD-related conditions. These were Honduras, Haiti, and Guatemala. Just five countries out of 17 had national campaigns to raise awareness and inform the population about NAFLD, and seven countries, so 41%, had a registry of disease burden due to NAFLD. 
Uh, this is important because basically, if we are not worried about NAFLD and we are not developing guidelines, uh, uh, patient awareness, or campaigns, we will not have more complex things such as liver transplantation for these conditions. Sure. Thank you so much for summarizing that. I mean, I think it's really clear that there are some big holes, some bigger than others in certain countries, but on the on the whole, a lot more work to do. How does that public health policy landscape then, how does that contrast with other regions? So this lack of NAFLD public health policies was also described in Europe in an European study in 2020, in which none of the 29 include countries had written strategies or action plans for NAFLD. And as far as I know, there is no additional studies covering other regions of the world. So basically, the lack of awareness in NAFLD and public health policies is a global issue. Interestingly, in our study, national clinical guidelines addressing NAFLD were reporting only in 35% of the countries which is low and concerning, but it's comparable with the European study. They have 34% and we have 35%. The development of NAFLD clinical, clinical guidelines is not trivial and must be encouraged since the adequate diagnosis, surveillance and management of this patient with NAFLD could help to stop the progression of the disease. Sure. I mean, I think you also touched on it a little bit there, but what are the real kind of implications of your findings? What do we actually really need to do to improve the situation and and get things better? So the main implication is that public health policies are urgently needed to address this public health problem globally, not only in the Americas. And a barrier to access to healthcare systems, such as living in rural areas or poverty, and low low availability of liver transplantation in several countries in the Americas also contribute to increasing the burden of NAFLD. Other several barriers to access could be associated, for example, with substantial socioeconomic inequalities, which are very present in, in the region of the Americas, and it are very different, especially in Latin American countries. Which are the solutions? Well, multiple aspects could be developed to improve the prevention, screening, and treatment of NAFLD, the development of a written national plan to decrease NAFLD could have an impact and is easy to do, similar to other uh, public health issues such as alcohol consumption. Indeed, the development of national plan could reflect the commitment of the countries to reduce the health consequence of NAFLD. Uh, these policies could be established as a separate document or include broader public health policies, including clear responsibilities, objectives, strategies, targets, and who needs to take care of what, you know, because this is not only uh, for doctors, it's the food company, it's the beverage company, it's the alcohol company. So we need to have multiple stakeholders. And the other thing which is very important is how we prepare for NAFLD. This is uh, the new epidemic. So uh, this is a relevant aspect and contributes to preventing and managing the burden of NAFLD. So it is crucial to increase awareness about NAFLD and advocate to the development of public health policies for NAFLD, which could be facilitated by frameworks, especially designed for this purpose. So in conclusion, our study uh, shows that there is absence of public health policies addressing NAFLD and there is low awareness of NAFLD and its consequences in the Americas. 
There are several public health policies for NAFLD-related conditions, especially to decrease diabetes, hypertension, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. And our findings constitute a clear call to, for action and encourage the development of national policies against NAFLD and national guidelines to decrease the burden of NAFLD. Obviously, each country needs to tailor the, their own public health policies. Mediterranean diet is not for everyone, you know, because uh, they will need to adapt that to the cultural issues, ethnic issues, and socioeconomic issues. Dr. Arab, thank you very much for giving us that uh, uh, fantastic overview of your study there and uh, really some strong messages to end on, I think. Thank you very much for the invitation and, and uh, I invite everyone to read our article if you have done it. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. You can read the health policy piece on NAFLD in the Americas online now at thelancet.com. Thank you to Dr. Arab and thank you for listening to this episode of the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepsology podcast in conversation with. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With wherever you usually get your podcasts.